0: Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. I am Jason Kong alongside Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you
1: doing today? Doing great. Glad to be here. Can't believe that school is almost around the corner.
0: It is just around the corner, Dr. Man, And funny enough, that's going to be the subject uh, partly of our show today is we're going to be talking about healthy start. And, you know, uh, as you said, school is right around the corner. So it's uh, it's about time to think about what we need for our kids, whether it's, you know, a new backpack or, you know, some... Uh, the list forever.
1: It goes yeah. on and on.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking about that, Dr. Mann. Is the list, you know, you've got kids in school. Is the list still long? You know, I, I think long. back to my days where, you know, it's Paper and pen. Well, do they just need an iPad now? What, what do they need? You would think so,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, but no. The the list is still very long. Maybe a little bit different than when you and I were coming along, but it's still very long.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. um, as long as the teachers aren't going out of pocket for that stuff, exactly. I mean, we can That's all the main thing. we can all chip in yeah. a little bit. All right. So, Doctor Man, let's talk about Healthy Start, and you know, this has to do with uh, a sleep breathing disorder in children and how it affects their um, abilities health wise, and that can even impact their ability to learn and understand.
1: Yeah, uh, sleep-breathing disorders are one of the most common misdiagnosed or undiagnosed problems in in toddlers and children. They say about 9 out of 10 children, studies show, have some form of sleep-breathing disorder. And when I say some form, they present with one or more symptoms. The more symptoms they have, the more of a problem it becomes uh, for the child. But um, in 20-plus years of of research, um, basically – uh, sleep breathing disorders shows that it affects the growth of the child and it affects the developmental behavioral uh, changes that we see in children. And most of these behavioral changes you know, um, are, are misdiagnosed. One, I'm being ADHD, for example. Um, one, I'm being ADD. Uh, one of them with speech problems. You know, Some people say, oh, the, the child's tongue-tied when they're really not tongue-tied. So there's a lot of different um, things out there that can be undiagnosed or diagnosed um, or misdiagnosed, excuse me, and it's really sleep breathing disorders. So one of the things that we like to talk about, you know, during the, during the school, time of school is is getting it diagnosed because it can affect uh, the child in, in, in many ways during school.
0: Yeah, and Dr. Man, that uh, partly leads me into my next question because uh, you know, you mentioned how uh, a lot of this stuff goes misdiagnosed or undiagnosed. And it, it can be hard because a lot of the the symptoms that you mention, don't really match up with what we would think of with a, a sleep breathing disorder. So, what are the symptoms that parents need to look out for?
1: Right, and that's that's a good question because symptoms they can vary from child to child. You know, not every child is going to present with every symptom that we're just getting ready to go through. Some might have one, some might have multiple, um, and some might have some different ones. But because there are eighteen different symptoms, which I'm not going to go through them all, but there are eighteen different symptoms for. Uh, sleep breathing disorders and you know we actually when parents come in for their consult we actually have them check off these symptoms that they see in their child but uh, here's a few that are the most common that we see dark circles under the eyes so if your child has really really dark circles that could be an indication of two things one sleep breathing disorder or allergies or a combination of both usually if we see severe allergies we usually see a sleep breathing disorder okay Um, sleep if you treat the allergies and the sleep breathing disorder, usually those dark circles go away. If you've treated the allergies and the dark circles ain't not gone away, then that means the sleep breathing disorder is still there. Because if you treated both of them and the dark circles are still there, then 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 they have, you know. So um, uh, the second most common, and I would say it's might even tied up there with dark circles in there, is bedwetting. So if you have a child that um, is past potty training years and they're still bedwetting at night, Um, that is probably the telltale sign that they have a sleep breathing disorder. Um, And believe it or not, that's one of the ones that um, goes misdiagnosed or undiagnosed. It goes misdiagnosed because there's a lot of physicians that aren't trained on sleep breathing disorders, so they don't even uh the, the pediatric uh, uh gps don't even know how to treat it they try to treat it with medication medication is very short-lived um and these children usually only last a week or two before they start wetting the bed again it goes um undiagnosed because it's an embarrassment the the parents think it's their fault and it's not um it's also an embarrassment for the child especially as they get older because they want to go over and have sleepovers and they can't, they, they're scared they're going to wet the bed at someone else's house. So that is a very common sleep breathing disorder uh, symptom and not to be taken lightly because it can affect a child for a long period of time. I've got 16 year olds in my practice that are still doing it because of, they're just presenting now because they've tried everything. Um, and, it's, and again, it's sleep breathing disorder, um, snoring. So if your child is snoring, and they're two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and they're snoring, and you can hear them. That is a bad sign. That's a sleep breathing disorder. Snoring is a very common um, with uh, with their cl- with their airway closing off, and it's vibrating tissue. That air is trying to get through the airway, and the tissue vibrates. The other one is mouth breathing during the day or at night. If you see your um, child mouth breathing, lips separated, very common. Um, ADHD, we had mentioned before, if you have a, a two or three year old that you think is to have some ADHD problems, ADD problems, and they're not sleeping at night, get them treated because those symptoms can be alleviated fairly quickly. And then you're not getting into the school age years where they're going to be diagnosed with ADHD and put on medication. Without any kind of, uh, you know, and we can talk a little bit more about that, but, um, and then nightmares and walking. We see, you know, a lot of kids that are waking up with nightmares and or sleepwalking. That's another telltale sign of sleep breathing disorders. And those are probably the top ones that we see. Um, But again, there's, like I said, there's 18 different ones.
0: All right, Dr. man, we may not have enough time to dive too deep into this, but I, I've got to ask you, you know, we've, we've mentioned the impact that Healthy Start can have on those children who wet the bed. But what is the science behind uh, a sleep breathing disorder causing bedwetting?
1: Well, it all has to do with breathing through the mouth um, is associated. Most every um, bedwetter breathes through their mouth. And uh, what it causes, if you don't breathe through your nose, um, you don't produce nitric oxide, you also don't really get into what we call the different stages of sleep. You go directly from light sleep into deep sleep, and you you don't go through the different stages, so your brain doesn't know how to control your bladder, okay? And when you're in deep sleep, when you go from directly into deep sleep, it's very hard for you to wake back up if you need to go to the bathroom or, you know, but um, usually when you're in deep sleep, you lose control, but we don't stay in deep sleep a long time. Um, we go through four stages of sleep, and usually the other three stages are the ones that we stay in the most. But um, it, it has to do with, uh, with a number of factors, the endocrine uh, system not resetting itself because you don't go through those stages. Um, but it, it, it has a lot to do with the mouth-breathing aspect.
0: I appreciate you explaining that in a way that I actually understood that, Dr. Man. That's that's one of your real talents, Dr. Man. is you can take some really complex stuff and make it understandable make for, it complex, for a dope like me. I can make it complex you man. want me to. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I beg you not to. Not for my uh, simple mind. Well, we need to take a break here. Uh, again, we're talking about healthy start and sleep breathing disorders. If uh, you're identifying with some of the symptoms that Dr. Mann has mentioned and you're seeing that in your children, you want to schedule an appointment, call the office, 919 919- 462-9338. That's 919-462-9338 or use Dr. Mann's beautiful easy to use website smileman.com. That's man with two ends. smileman.com. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're having a conversation all about healthy start and sleep breathing disorders and we're doing this because uh, it's close to the beginning of the new school year and you know it's it's about time to really start paying attention to some of these things and you probably don't want to go through a whole nother school year before addressing some serious issues like sleep breathing disorders. Uh, So Dr. Mann, let's let's get right back into it. We've talked about some of the symptoms and the issues related with sleep
1: breathing disorders, but how can this affect children with learning at school? That's a great question. You know, one of the things, how can sleep, you know, deprive my child of doing good in school? Um, Sleep is very important whether, you know, the child is not getting sleep because they're not on a schedule and they're staying up on the computer or whatever it may be, or if they're going to bed and they're not getting a good quality sleep because they're not breathing properly. And that's what we see in in so many kids. But um, sleep breathing disorder leads to not getting enough oxygen while they're sleeping. And it also leads to them not going through the cycles of sleep like we talked about. Now, young kids need more sleep than as we get older. And a lot of kids in this day and time aren't getting enough sleep because their parents aren't putting to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock and letting them sleep in at a very toddler, you know, two, three years old. Um, the earlier you get the child up, if you have to work, the earlier they need to go to bed, you know, but if you can get them on that schedule, you're going to do great things for them. But sometimes things get in the way, like tonsils, tissues, habits are formed, but they get into an, an allergy. And what that does is the um, a chronic allergy, for instance, will cause histamines to fill up the airway in the nose so that they can't breathe through the nose. So what does a toddler do? Well, they have to survive. They have to live to get oxygen. So they start breathing through their mouth. Okay. So guess what? That becomes a habit. So then they start breathing through their mouth. Well, then what's that? Well, then their tonsils are collecting all of the allergens instead of uh, breathing through their nose where that would be filtered out, their tonsils start swelling which causes that airway to close off. And, and so they're getting less oxygen and less oxygen. So that's an example of what some of the symptoms and some of the things that happen to some of these kids that present with these major sleep breathing disorder symptoms. Um, and it's just a matter of retraining them. Now, how does it affect their learning? Well, you can imagine if you're not getting a good night's sleep, okay, are you going to be able to focus in school? Probably not. Um, if your brain is not getting enough oxygen, is it developing and allowing you to be able to uh, comprehend what's being taught? No. And, and studies show that over and over that you uh, it, kids that have sleep breathing disorders perform worse in math and spelling than those who have not been diagnosed with sleep breathing disorders. So if you have a child that's, that's performing poorly in math or spelling – um and you notice some of these symptoms that we talked about there's a great chance that that could be reversed easily with the healthy start program um the other one is adhd okay we've talked about that earlier now this is a very uh one of mine that i'm very passionate about you know we're very very quick wit now in in america to put anybody on any kind of medication to solve a problem well adhd um is a true diagnosis, but does it necessarily mean that someone needs to go on medication? It can be that the ADHD is being caused by sleep breathing disorder. And something as simple as Healthy Start can help that child to overcome the ADHD and learn how to focus again. Because again, those habits are created early on. The earlier you start the Healthy Start program, the greater that it works and the faster it works. Because habits um, build on themselves, and so ADHD is a habit. If you do not have the ability to focus on your parent early on when you're disciplining them in a toddler, and you notice that as a parent, that's only going to exacerbate itself as they go through and get into the school years. So if you catch that early on, and they can't see it, sit there and uh, at night when they're sleepy, and and let you read a book to them the whole night, you know, the, a small book. and and really focus on that, then that's a sign that they're probably not able to focus and Healthy Start is is something that you could get them on early to help prevent them from that diagnosis later in life. Um, But ADHD is one of those uh, symptoms um, that keep kids from being successful. Okay? Now, what do we give kids that are on ADHD? We give them a upper. Right. Okay? Ritalin is an upper. You would think ADHD, oh my God, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Why are we giving them an upper? We should be giving them a downer. No, we're giving them an upper because guess what? They're tired because they have a sleep breathing disorder and they're not getting enough sleep. So what we have to do, we have to give them an upper to stimulate their brain so that they can focus. And so if we can get that Better sleep quality. Work with the parents on getting them on a schedule. A lot of the symptoms with ADHD kids go away um, with the with the Healthy Start system. Um, the other uh, thing that we see is that we have to have enough oxygen while we're sleeping. Okay, and if our brains don't get that oxygen, it can't regenerate and rest and get its full rest and get the chemicals it needs th- the next day to comprehend and learn. So, um, if a child has a sleep breathing disorder, and they're depriving their their brain of the oxygen, and they're depriving their brain of that regenerated regenerative chemicals that we need. They can't learn, and they don't. They pork they score poorly on IQ tests. So we see a lot of children having lower scores on their IQ tests with sleep breathing disorders. Once they're treated for the sleep breathing disorder, then they score higher on their IQ test. So there are many studies out there that show that you know, treating the sleep breathing disorder is highly effective in the performance of school.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, the, I think you make a really good point with the ADHD is that if you have a a chance to correct the root cause of the problem, you know, rather than uh, relying on medication, that, that makes a whole lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. And again, it all comes down to early intervention. You know, I think a lot of, um, a lot of pediatric care is, hey, let's wait and see. Let's delay. Let's see. Tonsils, for instance. Um, Tonsils, uh, you know, if they're enormously big and they stay that way for a period of time, they should be removed. But a lot of your ENTs, a lot of your pediatric, they say, oh, they're going to outgrow it. Well, what are they supposed to do while they outgrow it? They can't get oxygen to their brain. Their brain's not fully developing. And one of the things that we see is they lack the skeletal development that they need. Okay? And we'll go over that in in, in a little bit. But um, we can't wait. This is something that needs to be early, early on, and more and more studies are showing that. If you have a toddler that's two and three and four and they're presenting with some of these symptoms – um, then you definitely want to get them treated that way they because once they hit a certain age it's very difficult to treat and then eventually you can't treat it they're stuck with it for life mouth breathing's one of them how many adults do you know that mouth breathe I'm sure you have friends they, they, you can't train them to go back and breathe in their nose it's going to be very hard
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking about that as you were mentioning it. Like you're asleep, you know, how do you force yourself to breathe through your nose? But uh, we've got plenty of other things that we need to get to, Dr. Man. So I got to take a break here. I want to remind everyone, if you do want to uh, get ahead of an issue like this, call the office, 919-462-9338. That's how you can schedule an appointment with Dr. Mann, 919-462-9338 or online at smileman. Com. that's man with two ends smileman.com a quick break and back with more you're listening to teeth talk with dr charles ashley man on news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I am Jason Kong alongside Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And we're talking about the Healthy Start Program and sleep breathing disorders and how that affects the health and uh cognitive development of our children and dr man just before the break you mentioned uh, skeletal development and i've know i know from previous shows and discussions that we've had on this that um, sleep breathing disorders can affect the development of the upper and lower jaw so uh, how does that work
1: that's a great question um the lower jaw is predominantly affected during sleep breathing disorder um and if you see you know uh your child in in their their Lower jaw is sink backwards. Um, that's usually a sign that they have or are or, or going to have some sleep breathing disorder issues. Now, if we look at age in two year olds, fifty five percent of the craniofacial, which is basically the part of the face disconnected to the brain and all all the skeleton in, in the upper part of your body, fifty five percent is already developed at two years old. Wow, that's that's unbelievable to think about. That over half is already developed. Now this is even more. By four years old, seventy-five percent, okay, in boys and seventy-seven percent of females have been developed. Wow. Okay. They always said that girls are smarter than men for some reason. <laughs> uh, even at four years old, you know they, they have a bigger skeleton and brain than we do. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, four years old. So think about that. Between in two years, there's a. F- between uh, zero and two, 55% of the brain, and then another 25% by the time you're four. That's incredible. Okay. Then by the time you're 12 years old, 90% in in males and 95% in females have been developed. Wow. Okay. So you can see how much of an expansion is going on. So if anything stops at growth from occurring, which often happens... Um, Mouth breathing, tongue thrusting, all these things that are habits that are a signs of of um, breathing uh, breathing disorders, all these things can can uh, can uh, um, keep the uh, proper growth of the lower jaw and the upper jaw from from happening. And um, some of the other habits are thung, thumb sucking, which we've talked about in the past, using the pacifier too long. All these things can keep that lower jaw from growing. But the healthy start system will. And that's one thing that we love about healthy start is it keeps the cranial growth in the the direction that it needs to go, so that it's it's um, developing properly with those age groups, and um, that's so important because guess what? Where where is your airway? It's inside that craniofacial development. So if you don't develop that craniofacial um, bones of the lower jaw, upper jaw. You won't have a good airway throughout your whole life, not just in childhood. So we're um, seeing that if we can get that airway in that, or excuse me, that craniofacial development, the airway comes along with it. Gotcha.
0: Well, that makes plenty of sense. Well, Doctor Mann, let's let's get right down to uh, the big heart of the issue yep. that we've t- talked about today. And if someone has a child and they've recognized some of the symptoms that you've mentioned, how do how does treatment work with Healthy Start?
1: Well, there's two phases of treatment, and today we basically talked about the sleep breathing disorder problem. And most of these are um, sleep breathing disorders creates habits, habits that um, we can correct. And so the first phase of treatment um, for healthy start, is something called a habit corrector. And it's a mouthpiece that is worn. And And what it does is it corrects, um, you wear it only at night, the child does. And it's by different age groups. Because we know exactly how, the, how much the skeleton has developed from age groups, these are, are made according to their age. And they're pre-made. So every child that's age two to four gets a certain size, every child that's four to six, and then every child that's seven to 12, they all get the same size. But what they do is they correct those habits. Bad habits are created, such as mouth breathing, uh, tongue thrusting, sucking the thumb. Um, They um, basically expand the upper arch up on the upper arch so that the airway is wider. And they also slightly move the lower jaw forward to keep the airway open so that they can breathe at night. And it also creates condylar growth, which is what is responsible for that lower jaw growing out. Because most people think when they touch the end of their 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 lower jaw or their chin, they think that's where the growth is occurring, but it's not. It's it's from the condyles, which is way up near the ears, and that's what moves that lower jaw forward. So um, if you keep it slightly out, then that growth center up there really likes it, and so it it actually helps it grow properly. And again, as we talked about, it also helps open the airway up so that they can breathe. A lot of kids, when they're um, sleeping uh, at night, that lower jaw wants to rest backwards, And uh, it kind of falls backwards when they put their head back. Well, this will keep that lower jaw forward so that they don't have those sleep breathing disorders, so they're getting enough oxygen to their brain. And then they go through all those cycles of sleep that we talked about earlier.
0: All right, Dr. Man, this is a a personal question for you. How do you get a a child two to four years old to? keep one of those devices in because you know just getting my son's shoes on in the morning seems like
1: it requires an act mm-hmm. of congress you know with anything just like with a pacifier you know when they first get it um they're like, "Oh, what is this for and then you know they start getting used to it after two or three or four days what does the mother do a lot of times just keep putting it in until they yeah. start you know using it the earlier you start the easier it is you know I've, by two to four year old boom they, they put it right in their mouth, and within a week of con- consistently telling them to put it in, um, they're, they're using it. It's the older kids, age four to eight, that have a hard time using it on a regular basis because they're just not used to it. So I would say toddlers are, are easier to train, and it's better to start them at that age because their habits will go away quickly. But um, we treat all the way up. We even have adult sizes. We treat um, up to 16-, 18-year-olds, trying to get them to stop Bedwetting and mouth breathing, um, because mouth breathing—if um, you do it for life—the chances are very, very great that you're gonna um, have sleep breathing disorders the rest of your life. And, and of course, it affects everything, like you said, from cognitive thinking, ADHD, um, and even creating sleep apnea later in life. A lot of our mouth breathers that we die—excuse oh, me—a lot of our um, sleep apnea um, patients that are diagnosed believe it or not, are, are mouth breathers. Yeah. And they have been their whole life. And it's interesting to go back, if we could go back in time and say, hmm, I wonder if we stopped that mouth breathing early on, yeah. would they have turned into a sleep apnea patients? And I've got 35-year-old patients that are sleep apnea patients and they're mouth breathers. So if we can get this stopped early with a program like Healthy Start, it'll save so much money for the, and heartache, uh, and all these medical doctor's visits for the child with a simple device.
0: Yeah, we're running uh, really low on time here, but I just, I really wanted to run through those list of symptoms again, Dr. Man. We, we mentioned mouth breathing, bedwetting, uh, snoring. What, what are some other symptoms that folks need yeah, to look out for?
1: Dark circles under the eyes, mm-hmm. grinding the teeth at night. Uh, nightmares and just in general not sleeping good at night. If you have a toddler that's not sleeping good at night, 2 to 4 years old, more than likely sleep breathing disorder. If you're seeing any of those symptoms and you want to figure out how to get how
0: to stop those and help help ensure that your kid is off to a healthy start no pun intended, give Dr. Mann a call 919-462-9338-919-462 9338 or online at smileman.com that's man with two ends smileman.com Dr. Man has two wonderful offices one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street the other in Garner off of Highway 70 and Dr. Man what do we have on tap for next week
1: Well we talked about the first kit, uh, first phase of Healthy Start uh, this week but next week next Sunday we're going to talk about the second phase which is getting the teeth aligned so that uh, we can prevent children from having braces all parents will like that. Oh yeah, that
0: means more money in the pocketbook. <laughs> I like the sound of that, Doctor Man. We hope you'll join us for that next week right here on Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a wonderful day.